0: for joining us on After Dark with Rob and Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com, where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. In addition to that, there's thousands of articles and podcasts updated daily over to AmericaOutloud.com, so please uh, check those out and share them on social media. We really do appreciate that. Thank you for joining us once again tonight. We hope you're all having a fantastic week. I know I am so far. Uh, it's great weather here in uh, Illinois. I uh, hope you're all having uh, great weather wherever you are from as well and avoiding uh, these floods and some of these other natural disasters disasters that have been breaking out uh, here in 2022 but I'm really looking forward to the show tonight we're going to have on David Bacon who's running for school board in the state of California he's going to be telling us all about that he's got a very uh, interesting story that we will get into and uh, we really do like having uh, these school board candidates on because there's so much going on in our schools right now I know Rob you've got kids in school and you've actually gotten involved um with your uh, public school, and I think more and more parents need to do that, and uh, more people need to get involved in the school boards, because we've brought on guests who've talked about what's going on in these schools, what's being read in these libraries, Um, some of these books, like that one um, gender query, you look at the pictures in that book and how graphic they are, it's just pretty much cartoonish pornography. And that's what they're uh, allowing kids to check out at a lot of these public schools. And uh, it's really scary times. So I'm excited for our guest tonight. But before we get to him, Rob, how are you doing?
1: Andrew, I'm doing good. And I want to welcome all of our listeners to tonight's show. If they were tuned in last night, to last night's show, we were talking about the criminal elements in society and how the left have decided to point the finger at the right and say that we are the ones who are lawless and we're causing all of the troubles that we now face in society. Now, unless you're living up under a a brick or stone or something, that can be any further from the truth. It's just a lie, plain and simple. The Democrats have been pushing defund the police. They've been pushing criminal activity since Biden took office. And even before that, it's just unfortunate now that with President Biden sitting in the White House, they're able to push forward their wicked agenda. And not only that, that agenda extends beyond adults. And And I have to say, adults, to get to my next point. They're even after our children. Well, some of you will remember that when biden was running for office he had this grand idea that we're going to open up education and we're going to have pre-k and all these classes for kids as as young as three years old and people rallied hooray hooray no more child care i don't have to get a nanny i don't have to get a babysitter i'll be able to go to work the government is going to take care of my child they're going to put them in school Everyone thought it was a grand idea. But when you stop and you thought about it, it's like, wait, why does a government want to take control of my child at that young age? And even before then, they were trying to tell parents how to raise their children. You can't say this. You can't spank them. Because that's an assault. You can't do this. You can't do that. And our children just went haywire. Spare the rod and spoil the child. I always wondered, what is, exactly does that mean? If you spare that rod, that child will, will get, become just like a rotten individual. Well, but you're beating the kids. And now, Andrew, I'm hearing that some school, I think it's in Michigan or someplace, they want to bring back corporal punishment. Now, I don't know if I'm keen on that, but what we have in schools right now, I, I'm, I'm concerned. And then just going back to Biden wanting to have pre-K for kids as young as three and parents were like, oh, Jubilant, oh, yeah, let's do it, let's do it. Then COVID hit. Schools were shut down. Thanks to the Democrats, because they wanted to shut down the teachers' union, Randy Weingartner, the head of one of the biggest school teachers' unions out there, she pushed for it. Now she's saying, oh, it wasn't me, it was them. No, Randy, it was you, and they should fire you. You shouldn't have that job. I don't trust you. I don't like your ideology. She should be fired. Why is she still there? She wanted to shut down the schools, and we gave them, the government, billions of dollars to open up the schools. Billions of dollars. What did they do with the money? Huh, I'll tell you what they did with the money. They ushered in CRT, critical race theory, which is actually critical trash, gender studies, Are you a boy or a girl? You can be either one. It doesn't matter. You decide. We won't tell your parents. Bringing in radical teachers with their radical curriculums. We're going to make the white people feel bad and the black people and the brown people feel good. Teaching everything except reading, writing, and arithmetic. And then they want to talk about STEM and social learning, social and emotional learning. And people, oh, this is so grand. This is so great. Meanwhile, China's kids. They're like up to Waisoo learning. Kids in India, our kids are learning about social and emotional development. Can barely read. And now we're learning that when the schools shut down, 30 years of progress just went out the window. And They're not concerned with it because they're still pushing their radical agenda. You go to schools today, kids won't know anything about the Pledge of Allegiance. They don't even know what the American flag looks like.
0: Yeah, and you've got high schoolers who have never even been taught cursive. I mean, you learn that in what, second or third grade. I mean, this is just pathetic what the educational system has come to.
1: Well, they're too busy. They're too busy learning about social and emotional development. They're too busy trying to decide, oh, you're a girl or a boy. Pull your pants down. If you see a penis, you're a boy. If you see a vagina, you're a girl. And no, you can't be a boy with a vagina. I don't care what they tell you. But if you say that, oh, let's get the FBI after them because they're domestic terrorists. Meanwhile, China is planning and plotting. Russia is already trying to swap arms with North Korea. And we're here with our generals trying to decide, who are we are going to let in the military? We want to make sure we have enough diversity in the military. We want enough trans, we want enough gays, we want enough lesbians. And oh, this is so grand. And the movies, they're changing also. Oh, this is grand. This is a social-emotional experiment but you're the only ones who are doing this. The rest of the world, they're moving on. But it's our schools now that they're after. Like I said, not just the adults, but now the children. Easy pickings, mushroom brains, little sponges for brains. They'll soak in everything. That's what they want. They're pushing this. We have got to fight back. We've got to have candidates to fight back. And like you said, I got involved, Andrew. I got involved with my local parents teacher association. We don't have school boards like most kids because the mayor controls that. But I got involved because I want to know what my kids are learning, what they're being taught. And no, men can't have babies. I don't care how many times they say it. It's just wrong, follow the science. But we we have scientists that are so wackadoodle and the American Medical Association They've become so politically woke, this has to stop, and it has to stop now. So I am glad that we have candidates, people who are deciding, I am going to run, because I'm tired of this. And I got an email the other day from this one group, and I was trying to get one of the participants to come on the show. Uh, let me see. It was, uh, da, 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 da. and I thought, wow, if I could just get them, gaze Against Groomers, a powerful group. They were on Twitter. They got kicked off. These are gay individuals that are saying what's happening to the schools, what's happening in the schools to kids should not happen. These kids should have a regular life just like we had, as opposed to being told, you're not a boy, you're not a girl, you're something else. It's wrong. We've got to start pushing back. So on tonight's show, as Andrew mentioned, our guest, and I can't wait to hear him talk, David Bacon and he's running for the Monterey Peninsula Unified School District Board of Education. We need people to step up and run. And his backstory is rather interesting, because he was told that he was something that he wasn't, and he believed it. And he started going down the road of transitioning. But then things started to change. So, David is on tonight to tell you about history and to tell you why this is evil and why you should wake up and don't be deceived. So without further ado, David, thank you for coming on tonight. How are you?
2: Thank you. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you again for having me on this. This is um, first time here and I've actually been, you know, a listener for you guys for about three weeks. So I'm a new one, but I've been paying (laughs) attention to the whole thing. I'm doing wonderful, though, other than that.
1: Yeah, you're you're new, but your story is rather interesting. And we're glad, like I said, that you're running for the school board because if you don't do it, who else will do it? Because we can very easily sit here and we can talk about this until the cows come home, the chickens come home to roost. But if we don't get out there, if we don't put skin in the game, it's useless. So why now, David, did you decide to run for this office? Well,
2: I decided to take a look at the curriculum and see what their grading was. And throughout the schools of all the schools that I would be looking over, they average about at a C for academics, but it seems like they have an A-plus in diversity, and that's concerning. (laughs) And diversity. Okay, go ahead. A plus and diversity. Yes, I just said that. It's like an A plus all over the board throughout the schools. And on their resolution page that they have posted, it says resolution recognizing LGBTQ Pride Month. And I'm going to skip over most of the BS parts and just tell you this. Whereas MPUSD recognizes that most vulnerable members of the LGBTQ plus community are the youth at K KT through 12th grade schools, and they need to feel a sense of belonging at every school site. End quote. Mm. K through KT, TK, TK level. That's before kindergarten. And why are, why are we teaching this stuff to before kindergartners? These are four-year-olds.
1: <laughs> because their brains are sponges and they yeah. will soak it in. And not only when you, you say teach, I would go as far as to say they're indoctrinating these kids. They're telling them there's nothing else out there but what we're telling you. Now, yeah. just taking a step back, like you said, you decided just to look at it. But aside from that, tell us your experience, what you went through as a young man when you were in school. Well, when I was in
2: fourth grade i no fifth grade sorry fifth grade i came home to my mother one day and i told her that i didn't want to be a boy and this was in georgia by the way so on the east coast when that happened now i moved over here to the west coast and the seed just seemed to keep growing in my mind shall i say um and the reason why is because by the time i kept getting bullied Um, Being called gay and then the teachers saying that one thing and then going back and saying a different thing. It was it it, to me to trying to explain it is so complex. There's just so much to it to where I ended up realizing thinking maybe I am gay. Maybe I am this. Maybe I am that because it kept pushing these subliminal messages into my mind. And seeing it on cartoons and our cartoon networks, like whatever happens in our social life reflects back to our education life. And that's what I'm seeing. And that's what happened to me specifically. And by the time I got into ninth grade high school era, you know, the bullying kept going a little bit more, a little bit more. And then when I dropped out of high school, about I wouldn't say dropped out, I went to home study and fit in my 12th grade year. And the bullying stopped, but my mind was still on the social side of maybe I am still, maybe I am a girl. So when I turned 20, 19, 20 is when I started on the medications, But and the medications that I were taking were, uh, they're called uh, estrogen, which is called deep. It's actually a Pfizer company that creates this. It's called Depo Estriolo, and it's one of its main concerns is that, if you give this to males specifically, it can give them prostate cancer, which I actually had to get removed. And it also gives us breast cancer in males. So it's very disturbing when you find out what medications I was taking at, on the after effect, because going through that, I, my, my parents would pray day in and day out to saying, please bring my son back. And every time I would hear them say, thank you, I love you, I love you. That was what kept me from going too far. What really got me to wake up was the fact that I had a, I was 23, 24 years old. I went through the whole, you know, psychology part, you know, talk about the, let's do the removal of your your parts, you know, let's try to see if we can make a vagina out of your penis. That's literally what they were talking about. And when the nurse, the team of nurses left, there was five of them. One of them decided to stay. And she ended up telling me, I'm going to advise that you do not do this because 98% of the trans, like at that time in 2012, 2013, there was a 98% uh, percentile of trans women, like myself, male to female transgenders who would not go with the operation. And she showed me the statistics where I had a 62 to 73% chance of of failure after the surgery and a high probability of suicide. So I chose not to do it. And she even said, I have no idea why I told you this. However, I'm telling you this because I think it's the right thing to do. And it was just random. And then she walked out.
1: And so I blessed her for that. So, David, let me just want to take a step back. Yes. Thank you for sharing that with us. You're welcome. So you come home from school, you're being bullied nonstop. Yep. You start to think, well, maybe I am a girl, and not a boy. Maybe I should just make a change. So you talk to your parents. And I'm assuming you spoke with the doctor or someone, but it seemed the advice to them from them was... Let's just start putting you on homegrown blockers. Let's put you on these pills as opposed to saying, I would think, well, let's just think this through. Let's have a discussion.
2: Yes. The first two psychologists that I was with were trying to push the agenda. Then I decided around my 20, I was about 25, 26 when I decided to go and get a third opinion from a private physician. And this she also kind of, she said, you know what, you can come as you are, come as you feel, but let's talk about it. You know, that's what she approached it as. And I think that alone also going to see her made me realize that maybe I, I do have some type of dysphoria of some sort. Mm-hmm. And let's try and fix that. That's what right. her report was. And I I will admit, yes, I had gender dysphoria. Now everything's been... I'm not on the meds anymore and everything's been corrected.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, people yeah sorry All to right. cut you off rob we're coming up on break people really need to hear what uh, david just said and how rob pointed out that uh, a lot of these um doctors were even uh, pushing this on david we're going to continue this discussion you're tuned into after dark with robin andrew on america out loud's iHeartRadio channel we're available monday through friday at nine eastern eight central or 6 p.m on the west coast we'll be back with more after dark with robin andrew and special guest school board candidate david Bacon.
3: hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years. Brush, floss, repeat. We're told to use fluoride, which doesn't really address the acid-creating bacteria. That is where the dentist-recommended Spry Dental Defense System shines. Spry products contain xylitol, a natural sugar, which helps get rid of those nasty, smelly acid-creating bacteria in our mouth. The best way to care for your teeth and gums is by using Spry. The Spry Dental Defense System has a wide variety of products, toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and chewing gums that are designed to work together to keep your teeth clean and mouth healthy and smelling sweet all day long. To get your oral care back on track in an easy, effective, and very tasty way, switch to Spry today. Ask your dentist about Xylitol and the Spry products. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural product retailers.
4: Visit genesisfogger.com/outloud
1: to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code outloud. With Genesis, you're ready for anything.
3: Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. Folks, And we're back after dark with Robert Andrew and our special guest,
1: David Bacon. And when we went to break, he was sharing with us his story. As to what happened to him and what brought him to the point that he's at now wanting to run for office and make people aware as to what exactly is happening in a lot of our schools, because a lot of parents, they're completely either they know about what's happening and they're afraid to say anything because they don't want their child ostracized. They want their child to be able to go to the sleepovers, invited to the birthday parties. I know about it. I see the pressure and I see how parents, oh, you want your kid to go here or there? Got to be able to say, no, I don't want my kid to go. No, I do. Or what, when I was growing up, I didn't spend the night at anyone's home unless my mom was there. She's like, no, no way. I don't know what's happening over there. No, uh, uh, that's not happening. But today's society, parents feel guilty Well, I want my child to have friends and I want this. But you don't know what the other family, what their values are. The same way with the schools. Going to these schools, you have like in California, they're telling kids, oh, we're going to change your gender. And you don't have to tell your parents. And for schools to be okay with this, for the government, for Child Protective Services to be okay with that. But think about it. They're okay with a school official telling your child, we're going to change your gender. We're going to change your name. But if you spank your child at home, oh, we've got to arrest you. That's assault. What has happened in our society? What has happened in our culture? Where are the values? So when we were going to break, David was sharing with us his experience and his story and how a doctor came in and was talking to him and saying, hey, you know, gender dysphoria and whatnot, but then to start the introduction of pills. Now, just David, did they start you on the pills when you were a kid or when you reached adulthood? They, I
2: didn't actually come to the doctors until I was in adulthood, but okay. I still believe in my own self that 18 is still too young.
1: Uh, absolutely. So between the time that all the, the bullying had happened, like you said, you had thought about dropping out of school. What were you doing between then and let's say 25? How were you living your life, if you don't mind me asking?
2: Terribly. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. um, I had a lot. It was a huge downfall. I had a huge spiral. Uh, uh-huh. I was uh, addicted to drugs and alcohol. Uh, I'm seven years sober. I have my chips. So there we go. I straightened Congra- myself out.
1: Congratulations. Good. Congratulations. Uh, that happened you. in
2: my 25, 21st. So, um, my 21st, when I turned 21 is when I had my major spill and that's Mm -hmm. what really changed my life and changed my perspective on things, but it didn't really change my transition thoughts. So Uh it wasn't until I started getting sober that everything started making more sense.
1: So you still felt that you needed to transition. Oh yes. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. So you're, so, and when did, when did the pills come in? When did you start taking? I was 19. 19. Okay. So. The downward spiral. The doctors are saying, "Okay, let's give them the pills. Let's go ahead." Uh, now, at that, did you think that that was going to solve the situation? I honestly thought that
2: being a female would be what I wanted, and that's what I believed that that uh-huh. was me. I because I live, I lived with two sisters. I have an older and a younger sister, and I'm the center. Okay. I'm a single boy in the family, so uh-huh. femi- feminiz- feminism was, was really. Av- like around me all the time, so okay. I just felt a lot of feminist things, and
1: I thought that that was me. And and how? So when you started going through the process, how did you feel? Did you still feel like a male, or was starting
2: like- out? Starting out, it felt like I was still. A male, but then the medicine, and I started looking at myself in the mirror and seeing the change, the physical changes. Okay. And I was like, whoa, wait, I actually am starting to look like a girl, like I feel this feels good kind of deal. You know, I really felt that that was me, like, yes, this is, let's keep going, let's do this. And there was a huge spill when I was 27, and we'll Uh get to that later. But
1: Uh so between that time and 27, like you said, there was a downward spiral. And then you started going to the doctors. They had said, I read some of your bio that they were supposed to check your hormones and check everything else to make certain that everything was copacetic, but apparently they didn't do it. So you developed issues. Okay. So let's pick up from there. So they didn't do it. You were making the transition and you thought, hey, this is me. But still, I guess there was an emptiness because you were going downhill and things weren't connecting the way you thought they were going to connect. Is that right?
2: That is correct. Because when I was about 23 to 25, I was living on the streets in Washington State, not D.C., but Washington State Okay. Um, as a transgender and living out of my truck with my dog at the time. I was working two jobs. I thought I was being fulfillment, but there wasn't really any fulfillment there. And when I went back to California, it was because I was having I was I was feeling ill i didn't know what was what was going on i knew my body was telling me to go home and i had god somehow sent me a message and said go home so i did that and when i did that i came home we checked my my um my medic my medical history we looked in it we did some blood tests we did um brain scans you name it chest x-rays anything and everything under the sun that they did to check to see what was going on with my body. Come to find out I had two weeks to live when I was 26 years old, right before my 27th birthday.
1: Mm. Wow. Two weeks to live. Okay. Now let's get to the part whereby you're like, this doesn't make any sense. You were getting ready to go in, I guess, for the consultation to have surgery, to change your body anatomically. And you said that a nurse said to you, I wouldn't do this if I were you. Yes. Now, be, were you at that point when you went in, were you 100% ready for, to make that huge leap? Or was there still some doubt? There was still some doubt, I will okay. be honest. And so you were separated from your parents, your mom and your sisters. What, what were their thoughts when you started to change? Were they okay with it or they were, I would say, I know
2: I hate to use this word because the left uses it a lot, but she was very fluid with it. She just let it flow, okay. just let it ride yep. the wave. Yep. You know, pray mm-hmm. to God. You just that the wave will eventually turn around. That's what that's what they were. That's and, how they prayed.
1: and what was your belief system in God? Did did you think at the time say,
2: I didn't no. I didn't believe in God at all until about four and a half years ago?
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So so let's go back to the nurse. So you're going you're getting ready to go in. Okay, wait, before I go there. So you were in DC the state, living your life out of a truck. And I guess you were living as a a transgender woman. Yes. Uh and I, working I guess two people, jobs. working to people were accepting you that way. Yes. Uh, did did you feel that this this is me? I'm okay. Uh did you you and you're still in the medicine? Did you
2: Yeah. I felt like, yes, let's keep pushing. Let's keep doing it. Let's keep taking the medications.
1: I feel that this is me. Okay. So now you're getting ready to go in for the surgery. Yep. And then this nurse comes in and she says, okay, so, so how did it get to that? Did she, I, I guess, did she look at you and feel that, Hey, I, he's not certain. So I could tell him
2: not to do this. And it was done behind the other doctors, uh, the other team of
1: doctors that were in that same room. Yes. Okay. And that's what I was getting at. Okay. So I, so that was the angel God sent to say, reach out to him. So when she said that to you, what was your thought? What was your immediate thought?
2: Uh, I would say, thank you, God, went through my head. Because after seeing the pictures that they showed about what my area would look like they had 27 different styles that alone made me start changing my mind
1: so hmm. so before you went in and this is after dark with robin andrews if you have your children there you might want to take your children out or if you have teenagers maybe you should sit them down and say listen pay attention because what the school is telling you or your friends is wrong okay they're deceiving you so you're going in and you're getting ready to have the final, the final stage done. So I'm assuming at this point, from the meds that you're taking, you had developed breast, uh, your body was looking more feminine. And the only thing left was to remove your third leg or your junk and have it converted over. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, so you're there and they're showing you pictures. And you know, interestingly enough, my uh, t- sister is a counselor at a school. And we were having this conversation about you know people just changing genders and whatnot. And she said, well, you know, she said, there's this one kid at my school, she's already picked out the penis that she wants. And I'm like, what? She said, yeah, she picked it out. So what you're telling me now is confirmation that they show you pictures. This is what you would look like when we remove your penis you can have this kind of vagina, you can have that kind of vagina. So after she told you I wouldn't have it done, and then looking at the pictures, there was almost like an awakening that was always there. So there ha- was there like an inner voice telling you, David, don't do it? And had you changed your, non- your mind, your, your name, David?
2: I did legally change it for about seven years, and just a couple of days ago, I reverted back to it. I just finished and finalized all that paperwork with the okay. Social Security office.
1: Okay. Okay. Wow. They even went as far as to let you do that. Unbelievable.
2: And they, it was actually easier for me to change it forward than it was for me to go backward. Oh, my gosh. Because they hate it when you go
1: backward. You see, folks, I told you our government is corrupt. They take I, hate a lot to tell you, I hate to tell you, but they're corrupt. I, I warn you. So you're there in the hospital you're, and she's going behind the doctor's back and she's telling you, if I were you, I wouldn't do this. So when she had that conversation with you, did you immediately say, okay, I'm not going to do it. Did you walk out of there? Or what, what happened? What transpired when she told you that?
2: I shook her hand and I said, thank you for opening my eyes. I'm going to keep my junk and just be a trans woman with my junk hmm. Just to confirm with the rest, of, with the stat that she gave me of like 98 percent of them say no, they don't want to remove their junk. But they mm-hmm. most but now they're forcing it onto the children because the adults that go through this, that reach that stage, most of them say no, they don't want to remove their junk. And now they're trying to force it on our children to have them pick out what they want to be. <clears throat> I'm sorry, but the unicorn over there is not going to help you. Uh,
1: I've heard about about the unicorn. Yep, we've had a guest on here before. She's talked about the unicorn, Kelly Kosowski. She's talked about it. Yep. Now, this is interesting because as an adult, they're telling you, don't do it. But as a kid, they're saying, do it, do it now. Now, just think about the harm that they're bringing up on this child at a young age. Have it removed right now. Just do it. Because they know that once that kid does it, that's it. That kid will live in misery, will probably have regrets, but it's too late now. You've had it removed, so go on and live your life. But as an adult, you're able to make the decision, okay, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to keep it intact. So you walk out. You say you're going to keep it intact. What happened after that? When did you come to the point you had the epiphany that Wait a minute. This is just, this is just not me. Like you said, you have the, you have the medical scare. Was that the wake up call for you? The medical scare?
2: Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm going to backtrack a bit for a second. So people will know I was born with a heart defect. I have had eight open heart surgeries beforehand and I would have lasted another five to seven years on the surgery that I just had. My eighth one. If I wasn't on the medications, and the medications caused more damage, and the surgeon said it was like cutting through concrete when he was replacing my valves. Wow, that's how that's how bad these medications cause damage and blood clots and uh,
1: calcium buildup around my heart. And see, and they don't tell you that; they just say. Hey, and my go left ahead, lung my- is collapsed.
2: My left, my left lung collapsed.
1: You're blessed. You're here for a purpose. God wants you here to warn people. Wake up, folks. Again, this is After Dark with Robin Andrew. And if you're listening, I would say share this. After this airs tonight, the podcast will come up. Share the podcast because you need to be aware of what they're trying to do to your children. They're coming after your children. And that is the reason why David is running for office so that he could keep an eye on these radicals he can keep them honest because as we see right now in california hey they're going ahead doing what they're doing with this purple unicorn and then in virginia they're doing the same thing and all the schools are falling behind this and saying oh this is okay we want our children you know they're they're confused this will make them happy look at this basketball player Dwayne wade and look at his son right yeah i'm like what are you And they're they're showcasing this this, this man. He's a kid. He's a boy. He's already taken hormone block, as you can tell. And they're showcasing this. And you know why? They want to showcase it in the Black community because they're saying, oh, Black men, they're too forceful. And they're too this and they're too that. And no, we got to beat them down. That's the reason why they don't make a difference anymore. We don't want them here. That is the reason why they're trying to appeal to the Black woman. And the Black woman doesn't realize that they're beating down the Black man as what they have done in slavery by the Democrats. It's time to Wake up and smell the political coffee. It's time to wake up and realize that we're being had.
0: Yeah. And social
1: experiment, this Frankenstein experiment, Andrew, has to stop. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, and um, not only do we need to treat gay and trans people better, we just need to treat people better, as David was saying from the beginning. And I think that's the cause of a lot of this. As I've mentioned before, my little cousin, um, when she she was born deaf and um, she was a little overweight, so she went through high school getting bullied a lot, and all of a sudden she started dressing like a boy and wanted to be called a boy's name. And then, of course, she dropped out of high school. And you just see how the downward spiral goes. And I believe it's a lot of just this pressure. Uh, because she was probably bullied. And now when she uh, takes on this new identity, all of a sudden um, she feels special and important because that's what uh, they are pushing in society. And uh, it's just really sad that a lot of these kids, they think that this is the only way to go uh, to get to a better place uh, from the peer pressure that uh, the liberal left is putting on them.
1: And that's what's happening. They're putting a lot of pressure on these poor kids. A lot of pressure. We can see from what David was telling us, what he went through at a young age, then reaching the age of 18, and then, okay, gender dysphoria, let's have a little, let's talk to him, then let's start giving him these pills. And, a lot, and, and think about it, as a, as a young kid, you're looking for your parents to make the right decision. So when did we decide that children can make the right decision, children can't even vote, they can't even drive, they don't even have the right to drink beer. But now when it comes to changing their bodies, oh, they can make the decision. These people are evil. A child making a decision? I was watching the news the other day on Good Morning America, they had this little boy coming out, dressed like a drag queen. They're like, oh, he sold this, he sold that. It's like, wait a minute, come on. That's the reason why they have drag hour at our schools. So they can confuse the kids and kids will say, oh, I want to do that. Not understanding what that is. So when we come back from break, just gonna take us to break. We're gonna let David to continue his story Fast forward to what he's doing now and what he hopes to do once he's elected and what parents should be on the lookout for. Take it away, Andrew.
4: Absolutely.
0: We've got a great health tip for you guys. If you're looking for better sleep, focus and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper and stay younger longer. So, a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. And it costs nothing to go to healthycell.com and check out all the great products. I highly recommend you guys do that. You can read all the great reviews and you can save 20% off with the code OUTLOUD. So go to HealthyCell.com, check it out and use the code OUTLOUD to save 20% off. We'll be back with more After Dark with Rob and Andrew and our special guest, candidate for school board, David Bacon.
3: I want to put in a big word for healthy cell supplements. The GI tract is not functioning normally in long COVID syndrome. I'm convinced of it. There are multiple studies. We need a much better absorbed set of nutraceutical and vitamin products for long COVID syndrome, and that's Healthy Cell. They have an entire line that's safe and effective, uh, can help people through the long COVID syndrome. I found the best way to use Healthy Cell products is use them every day, not on and off, on and off. Take them every day consistently, the Immune Super Boost, Focus and memory and the REM sleep supplement all have powerful effects in long COVID syndrome. Go to healthycell.com and in the promo code, type in out loud for 20% off your first order. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America out Loud Talk Radio. These days,
4: every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD.
1: Okay, folks, so we're back with the last segment of After Dark with Robert Andrew and our special guest, David Bacon. And David just walked us through what he has encountered with this whole transgender push that they're putting on our kids now. And as, if you, just in case you were asleep or you weren't paying completely attention, he was an adult when he decided, albeit a teenager, 18, and he said that he doesn't even feel that they should be allowed to make those decisions. But according to our law, they can. And then As a few few years later, he decided, okay, let me go full throttle. I've done the pills. Let me go ahead and have everything chopped off. Luckily, a guardian angel came to him and said, don't do it. You don't want to do it. So he walked out and said, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to keep everything intact and continue to live as a transgender. But then medical issues bestowed upon him. And he started looking and saying, wait a minute, what's happening? One thing led to the next. And it's like, wait, this is not the way I should be going. This is not the path God has for me. So his eyes awaken. And now he's like, what they're doing, what they're pushing, this has got to stop. So David, just briefly, so you didn't have the surgery. You have the medical issue. At what point did you say, wait, they're going after our children, and now I need to get involved? What was the epiphany? What was the moment? And I know that a lot is happening in our society. What hit you to say, wait a minute, I need to get out there and sound the alarms.
2: It was roughly three and a half years ago. um, There was an article that I discovered that was back in 2012 um, in a County. That's literally my backyard called Spreckles. Um, And there's a lawsuit going on about this whole misgendering thing. And it was back in 2012. And so when I found that I started digging a little bit more and I'm finding that it's all over in my backyard. It hasn't quite, it seeped somewhat into my district a little bit and into my county, but it's not as bad as it is in other places. And I bless God for keeping his angels at bay with these things because there's some hardcore Republicans in the area and I respect them for it. I see their signs. But, you know, it. What that's that truly right there was seeing that other people were standing up for our rights and being able to stand up and say, hey, I may not have kids. I don't have a girlfriend or a wife, but when I do, I want to have the same rights as you. I don't want that to go away. And right. that's what
1: kicked in my head. Wow. And we need a lot of other people to start looking at the same thing. So you decided to get involved and decided to run. What do you hope to accomplish? What are the bells that you're sounding right now?
2: Higher education, for one. A better experience, a better way to... Because children, you can't force a child to learn. You have to inspire them. So we have to stop inspiring them to be, I guess, gay and start inspiring them to be something else because pronouns are not going to get you a job or any life skills or trades or anything, to help you proceed to a better future. So I want to make sure that our future is protected, that our children are also properly educated so they can look at this stuff, because I've done a lot of research in the educational system, and found that back in the early 1900s, fifth graders knew how to write in cursive and read the Federalist Papers and the Constitution. Now, they can't even do any of that. So it's like, what happened? Cursive isn't being taught until like sixth grade. I learned it in third grade and it just keeps getting like everything. And then they start removing subjects, taking out trades uh, for like wood shop or uh, paint shops, um, uh, car shops, you know, you know, stuff like that that was for high schoolers specifically to help train them to be a good productive human being in a way, you know, just be able to live a happy life and do what you want to do and free and think freely. And if someone disagrees with you, fine, so be it, but let it and let it go. So just, just, I want the children to understand that they, they have a lot to go through and what we're doing with these laws is unconstitutional in my eyes. I believe there'll be unconstitutional. And it's it's breaking on parental rights for protecting their children, and allowing them to pick and choose what schools they would allow their child to go is something that I'm huge on, because if if the governor can send his child to some uh, some charter sp- private school while your school while this public school over here gets shut down due to COVID, well. Why didn't we get the choice to say, okay, maybe we'll want to go to this school instead. If this school chooses to do that, we'll just pull our child out of this. We'll take our voucher and we'll move to a different school or or, or take the education system on like the grade levels and stuff. Okay. Yeah. I may live in Monterey County, but what if I want to go and send my child off to some other county school that has better grade averages? They can't in California law. They cannot do that. They can't send their child out of that County. And I want to be able to provide that type of option for these parents. Because they want to better their child child too. So I want to make sure that the child has the best opportunity for a better future and a brighter morning for them every single day.
1: And that's, that's so great. Because we see right now, a lot of the parents, they're not looking out for that. They're not looking out for the child. A child should be able to go to school and be a child and not worry about all this complex stuff. But as I've said on many of our shows, when we talked about this, is that a lot of parents, a lot of them actually, they welcome this. It's almost like having a designer child. Oh, my child is gay. Oh, my child is a transgender. Oh, my child is non-binary. Oh, my child is this. And my child is that. And it's like, why would you put that on the shoulders of a young child who's completely unaware of what he or she is about to embark upon? And what has happened in some cases when you have like a lot of these individuals like Rachel Levin, whom Biden has promoted with this position, he went through all these different things when he was growing up, all these different stages And he himself probably said, oh, well, you know, had I looked back on it, and if I were a child, had I made the change then, I would have been a whole lot better person. No, you wouldn't have been. I mean, you were able to live your life as a child, go to school, marry, and have children. And then as an adult, you decided to transition. Because Rachel Levin only transitioned fairly recently. I think it hasn't been more than a decade. But now he wants to push this on children and say, I encourage you to give children hormone blockers. Why is that? Because I remember what I was going through when I was a child and the way I felt. Okay, and you made it out of childhood, you made it out of puberty, and you became an adult who got married, and then later on in life, you made the decision. Why now do you think that children should make this decision? I read the other day, or it's not read, read, but I saw on the news, a woman came out and said that she is a feline. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, I feel like I'm a cat. There was another guy who decided to have these operations because he said that he identifies with the Korean culture. What? And remember how they attacked Rachel Darzel because she said that she was a black woman and not a white woman? and how they ridiculed her. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, she can't say she's Black, but a man can say that he's a woman. And you have these men walking around with beards on saying that, oh, I'm a woman. What? I mean, it's like a freak show. You now, some would say, oh, that's, that's so disparaging. Don't say that. But what else is it? If you follow the science, and not the American Medical Association or the American Pediatric Association, because they've all become woke just like every other element in our society. You can't follow them because they will mislead you. But the truth of the matter is, Andrew and David, is that there are some out there, professionals, who know what is happening is wrong, but they're afraid to say anything lest they lose their livelihood, lest they lose the ability to make a living. But I'm sorry, at some point, we're gonna to have to go ahead and risk it all in order to protect our country, to protect our children. We're gonna to have to risk it all and make a stand and say, this is wrong. This is Dr. Frankenstein kind of stuff. This is Dr. Fraud kind of stuff, Dr. Frauchi. And we cannot allow these people to pray on our children. What do you say, David?
2: I say that we need to do it peacefully and respectfully, yes. But there is a time and place when we have to stand up and face fear in the face and stand there because our children do not know how to stand in face of fear. We have to set the example and show them how to do it and pave the way for them so they can stand up in their future. To say, yes, this is, let's continue to say that this is wrong because it is actually very harmful and devastating and mentally draining to any human, really. Uh, it doesn't matter the age, in my opinion. Uh, some people, there's a, that small, minute gr- group where it has been successful. But that's the thing, they use that small, minute group to make a point. We have to say, well, the other 98% of us don't agree. And that's what we need to start saying. We need to a- acknowledge the fact that a majority of us do not agree with this and we need to respect that and the other side does not respect it. And however, we we, we I believe that I, res- I respect them. I respect transgenders who truly go through it and stay the way they are and push through it all the time. However, this other Laven, however you say his, her name, his name, I'm not trying to be politically correct here. I think he's a fraud. I honestly think he's a fraud. That's my opinion because he went through this whole life experience where he would became an, an adult. He, Like you said, he had kids. He had a family. And then he decided to change. What? Was that for a trend? Were you trying to start something? Were you trying to change something? That's what I see. When I see Blair White, I'm just bringing her up for a reason because She's sticking with her guns. She's staying this, this person. She's not being a fraud. And she's also saying, don't do this. This is not right to push on children. I made the decision as an adult. We need to keep it there. So that's why I'm super hard on pushing this back because it's not for children.
1: You're right. I see, And that's the other thing, like you said. You have adults who are making these decisions, but when you start trying to push it on children, That's wrong. And when you have the adults who have made the transition and they're now saying, hey, this was for me, but it might not be for them, don't push it on children. Like I said, this group, Gays Against Groomers, I heard about them on the news and they're like, you know, the LGBTQ community, it has lost its focus. They're now coming after children. They were allowed to live their lives from being a baby, an infant, to childhood, teenager, and then they did whatever they wanted to do. But now they want to come into the schools, as I said, during the first block of our show, and go after the most innocent because they know their brains are like sponges and they're gonna soak everything in and then cause them to doubt who they are. And maybe some child is out there and is confused. Like you said, you were bullying and you started thinking, well, maybe, maybe I am a girl, maybe I am this. Who knows what these kids are going through? But when you take them into the schools and the schools will immediately say, oh, uh, well, do you feel if would you feel comfortable if we start calling you, change your name from Sam to Sheila, and we won't have to tell your parents, it'll be our little secret. You, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to go to the parent, like you said, parental rights. I mean, we have that for everything that's out there, but when it comes to this, well, we're going to take all the rights. And that is the reason why Joe Biden wants to go after our children at a young age. Because once you get them in and the government starts to raise them, oh, it will be hell to bring those kids back. Oh, you can't do this. You can't tell this child that. This child has rights. I mean, I was looking the other day, my uh, son, I was looking at my medical uh, papers. And you know, every year you have to go in and you have to decide you know, what insurance you want and whatnot. They were sending him information, addressing it to him. He's nine years old. He doesn't understand it. Why are you addressing him? It would be a different story if you were saying, "Okay, uh, CJ Harper in care of Rob Harper. But you're sending it directly to him as if though he's going to make an informed decision. And if you question them on it, they'll say, oh, we're by law. We have to send it that way. Whose law? Once again, the Democrats strike again with these crazy laws. Oh, kids, they should be able to have these rights, just like with abortion. Well, you know, they should be able to do it without the parents' uh, knowledge of it. Yeah, but it's on my insurance. I think I should know about it. Oh, no, we can't do that. You see what they're doing? And people, they see it, and they're quiet, and they're not saying anything about it. But David, you're speaking up you're sounding the alarms, you're making parents aware, hey, look at what's happening. How has your candidacy been received in your local town, David? Are they supportive? Are there people that are saying, oh, my God, we don't need him out there? What are the thoughts? I have a
2: couple of groups that I um, have been jo- I joined um, that are in the area. They're supporting me. Um, there has been times when some of the opponents have shook in my hand but seemed I don't I, I don't know how to say it and I'm not going to try and sound rude about it I'm just because there's a time and place to be respectful um and this is that place for anybody's being respectful and that's one thing that we're losing to the children too uh, but that's this candidacy is it's starting slow but there's a lot of support. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people speaking out, and then when I send them information on like my 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 website and stuff like that, I'm just I'm about to release a new blog with all this new information that I um I like to call it new information, but I had it. I'm just you know now releasing it because I wanted to double check, fact check, and back check everything before I post anything. And what I'm seeing in my district. A lot of the parents are also seeing because I had one person come up to me and tell me, yeah, like you had this situation with um, your child with the, the whole medical thing where they sent the letter to your child. Well, that's happening to with the schools too. the schools are sending letters to the child addressed to the child, not to the parent. And the parent is like, what's going on here? Um, that should be addressed to me. I'm the guardian. Why is it being addressed this way? And it's it's it that's where they start. They they said you give them an inch, they will take the mile. They said it live. And if you don't understand what this means, I highly recommend that you do a little research because it is something that we should not be giving. We should not be giving them an inch on any of this. There's some things that you just don't play the you don't play with the devil on. You know, there's you there's no deals that there's gonna good deal that's gonna come out of this. And it's not healthy.
0: Yeah, very well said. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. David Bacon, to check out his website, go to baconforschoolboard.com. We appreciate him joining us. And we thank you all for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora. Wherever you stream, please like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or go to Americaoutloud.com. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, stand for something or
4: fall for nothing.